Warning, this week on One Bad Mother, we talk about anxiety, and we will talk about our anxieties. So we would like to preface this week's show with a anxiety trigger warning. We're going to say some unpleasant things, and if you don't think you're up for hearing them this week, let's go back and maybe listen to some birth stories. (laughs) You're doing a good job. This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about anxiety and how relaxing it is. Plus, Biz's toddler is so negative. Teresa has great bedside manner. And we talk to humor writer and author Kate Casey. Woo! How are you? Um, no, I'm. I was gonna <laughs> lie, but no, <laughs> I'm. Stuck. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna try to lie. Um, I'm not doing that great no. today. No, <laughs> I'm not doing great. And the funny thing is, is like. Um, well, I'm really happy to be here, but like yesterday, you totally gave me an out. Like, I did. knowing what's going on with me this week, you were like, we don't, we totally don't need to do it this week. Like, our listeners will understand. And I was like, no, I really want to be there. I think I can do it. Jesse had appendicitis this week, you guys, and he had an emergency appendectomy. <laughs> what a um, dick. Yeah. <laughs> Selfish bastard. I know. If only it could have been me. Why couldn't you have the appendicitis? <laughs> then I'd be resting right now and taking lots of pain. Filler. I know. Life is very unfair. <laughs> um, I had my appendix out in college, so you well, can't have you it had out your, more than once. You like, should have had your kids earlier. I know. <laughs> then I know. you could have enjoyed that relaxing downtime really from surgery. Yeah. I, yeah. That really didn't, the timing on those things yeah. was like all fucked up anyways so that happened this week and um and i was like teresa we don't technically have to record yeah, the show like it's okay week. to miss a week and yeah. i'm like no i really want to do it i really want to be there like let's figure it out and we moved it around like you know and then but then like what i didn't really think about was like that every once in a while my 18 month old just doesn't sleep at night mm. so like of course just last night for like no apparent reason Ugh. he was up for hours and like he is mm. not the kid who will just like read books in his crib and like be like <laughs> hanging out <laughs> what 18 month old is that some kids do wake <laughs> up in the night and play quietly in bed okay that is the thing the ones who will okay, be serial maybe killers maybe yeah maybe so, it's not, no offense to all kids <laughs> who are serial, serial killers at home so he's like screaming <laughs> Mommy! Mommy, mommy, for so long. And, like, I, you know, I went in, I checked on him, he was fine. Jesse even got up and checked on him later. And I know, which I felt bad about, but I was like, maybe he'll be quiet after Jesse goes in. Sometimes Jesse has a better effect. The shock of seeing Jesse. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Jesse's not usually like the nighttime checker in her. So, but no, nothing really worked. And so, literally, like, from 2 a.m. until 4 a.m. I was just like listening to this nonsense from him and finally at 4 I was like I'm just not clearly up obviously not gonna whatever so I just went and got him and he was all happy and like pointing stuff pointing at stuff out the window and like happy to see me totally fine there's nothing wrong with him he's just awake and so whatever. Then like we maybe caught another hour of sleep between like six and seven. But basically I did not sleep last night, you guys. Like I did not sleep. And this is after 
multiple days of like interrupted sleep and being in the hospital Hospitals with Jesse yeah. and being up texting and, blah, 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 and just like craziness happening. Yeah. Just not okay to just have a random unexpected night of not sleeping on top of that. Um, That's so, awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but no, I'm like really happy to be here. I just like, I feel like anything could come out of my mouth. All right. Let's. Screw our topic today. Let's talk about something good. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. That does suck. I mean, there's no, like, I'm not going to give you any silver lining at all. It just sucks. No, it's just a shit week. Right. It's a shit storm week. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, How are you? I'm all right. I mean, I had a very busy week, but I was telling Teresa beforehand, she wins. (laughs) She wins (laughs) in the great, like, tougher week Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, like what you're. It is a competition. It is always a competition, guys. Uh, Which is why you should learn to be a great, a gracious loser. Oh, you good game, Teresa. Oh, thank you. Good game this week. Thank you. yeah, no, it's just, it's almost the end of the year, a bunch of school stuff I'm involved in, blah, 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 oh, yeah. blah, 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 Yeah, so it's just like, okay. it actually, this will lead well into our anxiety discussion today because, like, I've had to get the sitter more, mm-hmm. it's been really irregular, mm-hmm. um, you know, which means more money, it yeah. may not ha- you know, like, it's just like, ah! But on a cute, not cute note, Ellis mm-hmm. has officially <laughs> learned the word, nope. <laughs> And again, again, I just, here's the good thing, guys. You really do just lose memories of difficult times with your kids. Because I'm like, did Katie Bell ever say no like this? Ella says, nope. No, 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 no. Oh, that's so cute. It's fucking adorable. Yeah. It's like, Oscar says it's the same. It's like, no. It's like, no. No, no, no. Time to put your shoes on. No, 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 It's time for, you know, would you like some watermelon? Melon. Melon. Would you like a protein of some kind? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. You're telling me your toddler's saying no to protein? I know. Like a broad it, category yeah, of all protein. Proteins, all proteins. <laughs> you want some peanut butter? No, no, no. Chicken nugget? That's protein. No, 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 no. Frozen meatball? No, 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 no. They um, just like saying no. They do. Well, it, sometimes it, it's very cute. And sometimes I, I, and here's the problem is I encourage it sometimes because I'm know. like, it's adorable. It's and you're so like, cute. no, 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 no. Yeah, and then I become a big idiot. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know, you attack him. He's like, ah, hello. Like, <laughs> go for the electrical socket. No, Ellis. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's laughing. It's adorable. <laughs> and then that becomes a game. That's not good. Look for that fail, guys, yeah. down the road. Yeah. So it's, uh, he's learned it, he's using it. I do think a that's lot. the second child thing because I same thing. Simon didn't start saying no till he was like two. Yeah, like it much was much later. later, and it wasn't a thing. It yeah, was just like deal. whatever. But this is like definitely yeah. no, like no, no, no. no it's no, like a no. main word. I wonder yeah. if it's because with the first one, you know, you have a little bit more energy to be like. Let's redirect. Let's redirect your attention over here. It's not like I'm an anti-no person, but I yeah. bet they're otherwise, as opposed yeah. to me constantly with number two. No! No! Because I'm like running in three oh, different directions. Oh, I think it's because no. they hear their older siblings saying it all the time. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Katie Bell's like, no, Alice, yeah. you can't have no. my pony. Yeah, it's no. definitely, yeah. The, I think we can blame Oh, them. good. Let's yeah. blame our job. Yeah. No, you're blame great at redirecting. Eh, but by redirecting, do you mean Katie Bell, go play with your yeah. brother? <laughs> Katie Bell, Go tell your brother not to do yeah, what he's doing. Tell you, stop your brother from doing that. Say no. 
Uh, so, you know, that's where we are. And it's adorable. Cool. Um, I'm sure it'll be adorable for about three more days. <laughs> it's not at all adorable, guys. It's starting to make me crazy. And then Stefan will come home because, like, Stefan only sees, like, see, like, his, like, bulk of time with mm-hmm. Ellis is, like, weekends and in the morning. Like, look how cute this is. But that's yeah. not cute. I'm aware that he knows the word no. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, it's making life incredibly relaxing in mm-hmm. the house. Yep. It is not leading uh, in any way towards the road uh, of what we're going to talk about today, which is anxiety. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. How relaxed are you? Oh, God. I am just, like, a very laid-back parent. And, and it's because of parenting, right? You've, I mean, yeah. like, before you had oh, kids, yeah. you were more yeah. stressed out yeah. than you are now I was, like, kids. I was going along. Yeah. I had, you know, I had a plan. And, yeah. you know, once I had kids, I really decided to just relax and enjoy. Nice. <laughs> you guys can see Teresa's face right now. It is the epitome of relax and enjoy. Girl, I'm not sure there's actually a cute way to get into this at no. all besides mocking our own anxiety. So, yeah. which will happen plenty during yeah. the show. So let's just jump into it and talk about anxiety. And I feel like let's start maybe let's start off with just like what do you what are like your big anxiety issues? Uh-huh. Like what makes you the most anxious? I think for me I noticed even before I became a parent mm-hmm. that I mean I had anxiety about things and I know I like noticed that when I had anxiety about something it w- my brain would do this weird thing where it would kind of like look for other things to be anxious about oh, and like kind of latch on to them like, like I remember whole... I would be it was always like mm. during like crazy end of semester stuff mm. in college where I would start freaking out about my relationship with Jesse. Like something's wrong. Like wow. we're not doing well. Like what is he thinking? What is like and just like stressing for totally no reason. It just kind of got displaced. And it would happen. That. Yeah. And it yeah. would and I would have anxiety about other stuff too. And like at a certain point, I don't know how, but I like figured out, oh, I'm just like Stress, Like, I'm just, like, anxious, and so this is, like, totally misplaced. And, I mean, that's definitely true for me now yeah. as well. Like, I think I'll, it's just a general, if I'm feeling anxious, um, almost anything can become, like, even more anxiety-provoking. Yeah. yeah, and, like, almost anything that's going on, I can, like... Um, <laughs> Okay, this is a really weird example, but for some reason this is what's springing to mind, and it's, like, kind of, I don't know, it's just, this is just a perfect example, but, like, I have separation anxiety with, like, my oh. kids and with, like, my parents and I probably should Jesse, have seen like, that, people I'm, given all of our discussions. Yeah. I'm like, my kids, and you're like, I just want to go home to my kids. Yeah. I should, yeah, it's all right. It's very, like, Interesting. Okay. yeah, it's really, like, a thing for me, and so, um, I remember, like, one day after I had, like, left Oscar um, with our babysitter, and he was maybe, like, five or six months old Mm -hmm. or something, and, like, it was routine to leave him with her. I totally trust her. I know he's fine, but it's still hard for me to leave him. Sure. Um, And I was—I had gone to get coffee on my way, I think, to come here, 
And like I'm sitting at a stop sign like waiting to turn and this woman is walking a dog. And I shit you not, like my anxiety is like it's sometimes just out of control. Like I looked at this woman and this dog and I thought to myself like sometimes what if that dog has to get left at home and it's um, sad and it's like upset that like that it's by himself and he yeah. doesn't understand. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like and then I was like Teresa, yeah. <laughs> get a fucking grip. Right. Okay. Yeah. And like, that's just one example, but I'll have, you know, little fears about just things about my kids or yeah. things about my own life. I also have a touch of social anxiety, everyone. <laughs> um, so yeah. those are, those are basically like, those are the things for me, but I think for me, um, whatever's, like I said, like whatever's going on, whether it's like, chemical yeah. or whatever is triggering it it can it, if i don't have it in check it right. can go it can just yeah. take off now that's interesting own. yeah now yeah the it, it does act like a sort of magnet for other things that that may not make you anxious that yeah. wouldn't normally be triggers yeah when you yeah mine are like <laughs> it's a constant joke in our house about i'm pretty sure Stefan will be like our kids really aren't trippers and I'm like, I I don't, doesn't matter. Oh, you mean because like. Because I am constantly saying, watch your step. Stefan, uh, watch your, there's a step coming up. There's, uh, watch your step. There, there's a, there's a ledge and he's walking towards the edge. There's going to be a thing uh-huh. or you'll be, you know, they were in the backyard. And now that Alice is walking with like one of these like little tiny, like push along kind of car, little uh-huh. plastic things, motorcycle thing, you sit on it. And he doesn't want to use it at all like it's intended. There's a lot of, like, pushing it mm-hmm. in awkward ways. And all I see in my head is falling forward and bashing his face on the ground. Like, that is, I mean, it's not like a death injury on its way. Yeah. It's not a good, it's not a good fall that's going to happen, right? And he, but, like, but how do you deal with having a yeah. kid learning to walk? Oh, That's got to be. Yeah, it's horrible. So that's, yeah. like, my anxiety, I would say, predominantly is sort of safety-based anxiety. Uh-huh. And, like, even when I was pregnant with both kids, I had totally different anxiety issues. In New York, pregnant with Katie Bell, I was 100% positive. I'd be at the crosswalk, and I would look both ways, and there were zero cars uh-huh. on like a non-busy, you know, neighborhood street. But the moment I would step out, a car would come from nowhere. Like, it, it yeah. would have been invisible. Yeah. And then it just magically appeared and yeah. was going to hit me. Yeah. And in uh, California... I imagined being pregnant, uh, driving, when I was driving pregnant, that I'd be at a red light and somebody was just going to shoot us from the next car Whoa. over. I mean, it was like such a real vision yeah. for me. You had uh, like specific Very fears. specific. So yeah. I just, every time I was at a red light, I'd be like, yeah. what am I going to do? Somebody pulls a gun. I, I've never eaten like, yeah. I, it's such a weird, I don't watch a lot of, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's, um. So mine are all like they're going to fall, they're going to hurt. Like I, Stefan said, I have to say to him all the time because it, it, it makes him a little crazy, uh-huh. uh, especially when we're out because it's usually when somebody else is holding the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he'll be walking out, yeah, watch, watch. Yeah. And he's like, I've got this. I know. And I'm like, okay, you just need to understand for the rest of my life, watch your step is going to come out of my mouth yeah. and I can't, I can't, I, can't I cannot physically control it. It's going to come out. My mother does it to yeah. us still to this day. Yeah, that's probably part of what yeah, you do. It too. just, it's like trained in your it's brain. Tra- yeah. yeah. Uh, so that can 
Like, that's my sort of constant state. Because I may have the other ones, you know, like money and like just time management, like those kind of things can make me anxious. Yeah. Can we talk about that, that, uh, the learning to walk, that feeling, that, um, that safety part of anxiety for just a second? Because I feel like there was this article going around like a couple months ago that was like something about hypervigilance. They called it hypervigilance. And like basically just saying like, being a parent of small children mm. is in part just the hardest thing in the world just because of this thing hypervigilance and it and basically hypervigilance being like you're just trying to keep your kids safe like and yeah. and, and not and not that there's anything wrong it's not no. saying like there's anything wrong with that or or like that it's good either it just is nature it's survival well, and it's like, gotta be. it has to be that like you have this baby and then your job is suddenly is yeah. to keep it alive yeah as long as you possibly can and not only keep is it, it your job danger. it's like it's not just your job yeah it's it like chemically like you have to do, you, you yeah. must yeah, you know you must. like yeah like so all right well no but this is all right so i think this ties into because once again when Teresa and i said we wanted to do this topic i thought all we were going to be doing was talking about like safety or like i'm a horrible mom like those were the two big anxieties and <laughs> shit you had a shitty job and my kids are walking head injury how yeah. do i stop that those are big ones they're big ones yeah, yeah. Was, but i was like oh that's interesting let's talk yeah. about that um and Teresa's like oh that's not how I thought about this. Yeah. Weird, guys. Um, She's like, I was thinking more along the lines of when anxiety, like what is anxiety to us and how do we deal with it and when does it become a problem? Yeah. And like, how does it connect to like depression and just like overall life? Yeah. What's normal? What's not normal? Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think we should set a ground bar of just because you have children, mm-hmm. and I do believe that this is true if you like adopt kids. Oh yeah, or, I mean like no, it's I biological in the sense of like yeah, I'm watching. Body, I'm I'm responsible. I'm responsible other for this yeah. child, right? So I, it's not like babysitters are sitting around being like, "Fuck it, yeah, I don't care." <laughs> exactly. Like you, you are. There's something about our young mm-hmm. that we as a society yeah. want to make sure are safe. Yeah. Okay. No one. Intention. I can remember asking my mom once. I was like, ah, how did you, with Katie Bell. Yeah. Like, their kids are just, like, falling. And, like, you're at yeah. the playground. And some people are, like, letting their one-year-old climb to the top of a roof. And, like, other, <laughs> like all this stuff. And she was like, my rule was I was never going to, like, intentionally let you hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was like, if I'm there and I mm-hmm. see you falling... I'm going to catch you. That sounds if, like a good rule. If I can't be there, I can't be there. But I'm not like gonna right. like intentionally put you in harm's way in hopes that it teaches you something. No. Right? Like as no. a baby. You know no. what I mean? Now once you had twelve, you gotta, you know, yeah. assassinate you twelve ninjas definitely. so that you can move on to womanhood. Yeah. But um <laughs> I just love it. Anyway, it's totally great. what you do, I guys. Like that. Anyway, um, public school. That's sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, so there's our starting point. We all want our kids to be safe, mm-hmm. and we all have day to day anxieties that play into our lives. Right. Okay? Yep. No one's that zen. So now, mm-hmm. what is normal and what is not normal. Mm-hmm. And I can share a personal story. As, yeah. Yeah, okay. So here's my I want to share one too. All after right. That. So we'll share our personal yeah. stories. Mine is after I had Ellis, uh, I mean, so let's just go ahead and say my normal place is 
All I see is head injuries everywhere. Right. Okay. And I can live there. You're already suffering can, from a little anxiety. anxiety. But I can live there. Okay. All right. None of it was debilitating to me. All right. Like I still took my kid outside. Right. <laughs> he still did stuff. Yeah. Um, but with Ellis, when I started really realizing that something might be off with me in general, mm-hmm. like and how I was feeling and how I was seeing, I those visions of things going wrong really were becoming like were stopping me like they were mm-hmm. like I would be driving and I all I could see is every time we drove through an intersection was being in a car wreck mm-hmm. and it, it would become so prevalent and like a, at night I would have these dreams that are very similar just us dying I mean everything ended in death mm-hmm. um it wasn't like watching like you know you see your your kid running through the house and mm-hmm. you're like oh she's gonna hit her head on the corner of the table it's not you know you see it whether mm-hmm. it happens or not that wasn't it it was She's going to hit her head on the corner of the table and she's going to fall and she's going to get impaled and it's going to go right through her heart and mm-hmm. she's going to die. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it was these like super like graphic, yeah. out unwanted of con- thoughts. Unwanted. I think they call that, it. Thank yeah. you. That is exactly because I went, yeah. I, by then I had gotten in when I started seeing my therapist, I started bringing them up and she, unwanted thoughts mm-hmm. is what they were. And she had this great, she said, okay, there's no, you can't just stop them. Yeah. <laughs> As right. much as you want. But if you become aware of them in a different way, if you start addressing them not as this is horrible, but instead tell your brain, thank you for yeah. making me see this and warn, you know, and see it as a good warning as a, I will be more careful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you really have to sometimes say it out loud to yourself. And I did. I'd be driving and I'd be like going through that intersection and I'd just see myself dying and my kid being alive and my kid dying and me still being, you know, like, I mean, all the horror that goes with it and being like, thank you, brain, for reminding me that I, that I should always be careful, mm-hmm. you know, and be, and it really helped those moments mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and now they do not happen nearly as often. And when they do, I kind of can keep them more in check of like, all right, that is, this isn't. Prevent, this isn't like stopping my life mm-hmm. like it was stopping my life. And it's not causing me sadness or depression mm-hmm. like it was. So for me, there was a time where it definitely leapt from, oh, keep your family alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep your small children healthy and, you know, safe and, you know, don't text while driving. <laughs> that kind mm-hmm. of thing to... This is this is really upsetting to me. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's upsetting, and it's like um, it's sort of like controlling you. It's in controlling a way me. That yeah, you absolutely. Want. So that's my yeah. story of like, I this is my normal. Yeah, and this is how I recognize something was not normal. Yeah. Now I want you to tell your story, and then I want us to maybe talk a little bit about that that word normal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. For me. Um, I started having, um, like, stomach aches and heart palpitations. Mm, yeah. And that right. was how I started to know something was wrong. Because, again, like, I've I've had anxiety, some anxiety throughout my life. Right. But I started feeling like, and I have some friends who've had, who have panic disorder. So I'm yeah. familiar with the concept of that. I've never had a panic attack. But I had, like... A couple of days um, a few months ago where I felt like 
I might have a panic attack. Like, yeah. and, and it was scary. Yeah. It was that feeling of like my chest was really tight. I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I that totally freaked me out. Yeah. You know, and also like I'm always I'm almost always with at least one little kid. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there isn't really like a good time for that. Not that there's <laughs> ever a good time to have a panic attack, but like here I am on this island in Jamaica. Right. With a corona next to Now me. I can now have my panic attack. Schedule panic attack. Right. <laughs> no, but it, it, like it makes it it's not it certainly doesn't put you in a situation when you have a small child with you yeah. to find it easy to confront and like do something about that. Like it's much harder to right. be like, I need to take my breath. Yeah. It's like like all the things that you would do right. without a small child there to help yourself calm down. Yeah. It, it is much harder to do suddenly when there's this you know, baby next to you, 18 months, yeah. 20 months. Okay. It's still a fucking baby. And you're, yeah. hi- and you're heightening, you're heightening, like the stakes are higher. Cause yeah. you're going, I can't have a panic attack here right. in front of my child. And that makes you feel worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I was just having a lot of, um, like I, I kept being afraid that I was going to die when I was mm-hmm. with my kids and like yeah. what would happen to them. And like um, that was something like when I was really having crazy anxiety, I just kept thinking I'm going to die mm. and they won't like what will happen to them? Like they can't even call 911 right, yet. Yeah. Like I don't you know what yeah. I mean? And um, how many hours will it take for, you know, and I'd go off the deep end of yeah. imagining these and, you know, I would talk to Jesse about this stuff and he really like encouraged me to like just go do get, either like start therapy yeah. or like go figure out what services were available. And um, I it was I sort of I wanted to, but I was also like, but is this really just can't I just like pull this together? Like, isn't pull this just part of this? Yeah. You know, like I'm just I, you know, whatever. And yeah. well, I, after those, after like almost having a panic attack and just feeling like generally freaked out, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go to, I went through our, you know, insurance yeah. provider. There, there was a cognitive behavioral therapy class that yeah. you could take that was like totally covered by my insurance. And it was like a once a week thing. And you go and like basically learn some CBT skills for anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember even saying to Jesse at the beginning of the class, this is probably going to be really annoying. Yeah. It's not, it's going to be so boring and I probably don't need this, but I will at least go to the first couple and then like whatever. Well, I went to all of them (laughs) Um, and it was super helpful. And like, like we didn't do like the thank you thing that you're talking about, but it's very similar. Like it's like, there's like, if people are interested, like cognitive behavioral therapy is just really cool. Um, So definitely look into that if you struggle with any of these things that we're talking about. Um, But basically like you kind of, when you're starting to freak out about something, when something is triggering your anxiety, you just kind of like walk yourself through this like little process of like, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What realistically is actually true in this situation? And there was like the the big leap for me was I realized I was going to the negative worst yes. place all the time when like I was I could have thought of like 10 possibly amazing great things that could be happening out of any situation. But instead right. I was going to the worst place. And so like what I've been doing that really works for me is just like when I'm thinking when something is totally freaking me out, instead of imagining worst case scenario, I just go like, OK, well, There is a tiny chance that that is what's going to happen. That is possible. But what 
what else could happen and what's more likely going on. Okay. And this like, is so good. Yeah. This is so good. I mean, tell you what, because, all right, so w- what's normal? Yeah. What's not normal? And then how, one of the things to get, because when I think back to Katie Bell, where I, I mean, I was super anxious with her. I mean, it wasn't just watch your step. Yeah. It was, she's oh, like, yeah. a bad top. She's yeah. going to fall and hit her head. She's going <laughs> to, I mean, like, ugh, just like everything. She's yeah. going to open the fridge and milk's going to break her foot. Like, I mean, just like, whatever. Just, you know. And that was, again, my normal bar. Yeah. Just like three steps ahead sure. is, is a total nightmare. Right. Um, yeah. And I finally had to get, and this is without therapy, I'd finally gotten to my head of just like, okay. Worst case scenario yeah. is clearly death. Yeah. Okay, but most realistic case and most realistic yeah. worst case scenario is teeth knocked out, broken bone. Yeah, okay? those those really are like probably if the worst thing that's going to happen yeah. in normal world of not yeah. death world. Yeah, you're going to break something. Are you going to knock those beautiful yeah. teeth out? And okay? that and that and I'm like, would suck. I can d- but, and that would yeah. suck. But I can deal with that. Yeah. And so I really started saying, my mantra became, worst thing that's going to happen is she's going to knock her teeth out, right? Like, worst thing that's going to happen is she's going to fall down and, like, break her leg, yeah. right? Like, but, but, like, that is, but I can solve that problem yeah. and deal with it. And so, like, as a result, I was, before we decided we were doing this topic, I was watching her this weekend. We had this, like, branch that was hanging down that we were going to cut off because it was, like, too low. And she was like, I came outside and she'd been like beating it with a stick, like knocking all the leaves off. And I guess I was kind of like, eh, whatever. We were going to cut it. Go to town, Katie Bell. (laughs) Just do whatever. So she's like, she like grabs it and swings on it. And I was like, oh, actually, that's great. And so she does it again. And you hear the first like kind of crack. And I was like, hmm, looking at it. And I pull it. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it's in there still pretty good. And so I say to her. There's a good chance yeah. you're, that's going to break. Uh-huh. And she's never more than, like, a foot off the ground. Like she's right. nowhere, right? Yeah. She, like, pulls a stool out and starts jumping from the stool down on it. Again, like, none of it's that intense. Yeah. Nothing bad has happened yet. Yeah. This has been going on for, like, five days. Yeah. But I felt really great because yeah. I was like, again, honest to God, the worst thing that's going to happen is she's going to break a leg or an right. arm. And I really don't think that's going to happen. Right. I think she's just going to like fall on her ass right. when that thing breaks. Yeah. And it's going to scare the shit out of her. Right. Right. And then she's going to like learn to pay attention to that crack sound right. that the tree makes. Yeah. Um, I used to climb to the top of a fucking tree and sit in it all day long. Oh, I know. And I think of all the times I slipped and caught myself. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. And that would have resulted in way worse. My cousins and I used to climb on the roof. Yeah, exactly. I used to hang out on the roof. Yeah. Exactly. So my so like that is I just again more preaching to the like yeah what is really because you said like what's the, why do I always go for the worst 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 right so like who is that for yeah, like who is what that? is yeah. the how is that an advantage right. to any of us for None us, us. <laughs> to go to that place and it is yeah. important that your kids fall I mean no yeah fall off oh, a yeah. roof absolutely no. not no fall down trying to ride a bike sure yes not don't make them don't be like here comes your lesson go fast and pedal like don't like no one's good out the gate don't ride your kid off the road yeah like great if a car's coming katie bell i'm coming do you see and i'm an idiot and i don't do a signal right like respond um you're right probably not okay but so what's Let's let's wrap up a little bit on yeah. what's normal. Because yeah. what's normal? Because there's you mentioned this earlier a little bit. And I really want to spend some time on it because okay. I think this is a big thing. Okay. We all do, and this is another one that's parent or not a parent. Yeah. I think this is something that people go through, which is this little saying we say to ourselves, 
this is probably just normal. I just have to accept how horrible I feel or I have to accept how stressed out I am. Like my yeah. job's really stressful. Yeah. But you know what? It's that's just what part of being, you know, yeah. a banker is like or yeah. whatever. Like right. I, I, I'm feeling really stressed or anxious. Well, yeah. That's what being 16 is like. Or yeah. that's what I'm being... miserable. Well, I'm in law school. Law right. school I'm... sucks. <laughs> that's right. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I had two small children or five yeah. small children or one yeah. small child. I'm, or, or you do the, I only have one, so I should be okay. Yeah, I should be fine. My so kid I should is be able three. To pull it what is my problem? Yeah, I should yeah. tough it out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's this weird thing that we do where we tell ourselves... <laughs> We should be okay. Yeah. We should be okay. Yeah. That again, you're like, bullshit. Yeah. It just never works either. It never works. It does not help. It never works, guys. We still do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. time. Don't we feel great? Yeah. Don't we look good? Don't we feel good? Isn't it fun? Isn't it relaxing? (laughs) Um, So, okay. Hilarious is, ha, 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 aside, some of it is normal. You have kids, you are thinking, again, like I say, my bar of normal is, you know. A little anxious. A little anxious. And Um, you you do, you can't. You can't cure anxiety no. to the point where you're not worrying about your kids. Like, you're going right. to worry about your kids a little bit. Forever. And that's, like, healthy. <laughs> and you worry that's, about your it's loved necessary. ones. You worry about. Sure. I mean, it's not just yeah, kids. Yeah, it's not just yes. kids. But, yeah. So, insert whatever or whoever yeah, into sure. kids. Sure. But, like, it's, I think there is a level. Everybody's got to, like, decide for themselves realistically what is normal. Mm-hmm. And then... What's not normal, I think, is where it's becoming something where you feel I don't even know I don't even know like how to describe it. Yeah. Like for me, it was such a feeling of this isn't healthy. It's like, you know, like where yeah. like my foot hurts. Yeah, I walk every day. My foot's supposed to hurt. Uh-huh. And then you're like waking up every morning crying because your foot hurts and yeah. you decide you're supposed to toughen that out. You know, tough that right. out. And people have different levels of different thresholds of tolerance for anxiety, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, and just because your partner or your friend or your parents were able to like deal with something really well, again, maybe they they're not. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. I, I just... comes out in different ways. It comes out, yeah. yeah. So I feel like if... And, and it's it's good to talk to your friends about it. Like, when I started describing to Stefan what my... Like, mm-hmm. what these visions were, these unwanted thoughts were in my head, mm-hmm. he was like, whoa. Yeah. How are you... How are you doing anything? Yeah. And I was like, okay. That was helpful. Yeah. To say that to somebody. Yeah. And realize this isn't a normal thing. Yeah. Well, and I think normal is just kind of a fraught word. Yeah. I don't know I if, agree. like, yeah, I agree with, and I think you're using it in the best way possible, which is you're saying everybody has their own normal. Like, yeah. your own normal is you, your right. own normal. But I think, like, the bigger question is, like, just looking at your quality of life. And there's yeah, so many thank things you. that That's are, such like, such a better way to put that. Or, or no, I mean, I, I don't know if it's better, but just, like, I think, like, you know, there's so many things that are out of our control a lot of the time, you know, resources sometimes, you know, geography sometimes, right. you know, Supports. support, yeah, networks, yeah. all of those things. But um, regardless of all of those things, whatever it is you're pinning your anxiety on or your depression, because I think depression 
depression is very related with anxiety. Yeah. Um, whatever it is that you're you're pinning those those feelings on, regardless, like if you're not feeling well, that's worth like checking doing, out. Yeah, checking it out or yeah. doing something about it. Like it doesn't matter if like you're you don't technically have postpartum anxiety or depression right. you know what I mean it doesn't matter if <laughs> you're not getting a ribbon or an award no. for like no. having a really gr- a label of any kind put yeah. on it if it's making you feel yeah. bad if you're not feeling yeah go fix yeah, just because it's not the yeah. fucking flu doesn't yeah. mean you're not sick yeah <laughs> or even just like do what I do which was totally the half-assed like yeah. well I'll just go to this class a couple right. times and see if it's helpful I, I wasn't like I am going to fix this problem right. That I have. I was just like, well, I'm just going to take a step. I'm going to yeah. take some steps and see what, like, I'm just basically, like, throwing something at this yeah. and, like, seeing what happens. And it's it's the same as, like, the day that I went to the spa and didn't expect to feel better after right. the spa. <laughs> it's like that. It's like yeah. you just do a thing, stop putting expectations on it or, like, rules about it. Just if you're not feeling good, like, reach out. Yeah. Know? And I think that's. That's the big part. I think we've got to stop telling ourselves we don't deserve to feel better. Right. I, 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 totally. Because no one gives a shit if you feel good or not. Right, exactly. The only one who does is you. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, if somebody thinks you're being overprotective of your kid, who gives who a cares? shit? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it does not, in fact— matter right what matters is that you feel good and as lame as it sounds and we're all still working on it when you feel better you are able to it really radiates out it just changes it's a game changer yeah and all the other things start to fall into place yeah when you're not like trying to make a diamond out of a lump of coal inside of your brain you know what i mean and like so i I just want to i want to wrap I want to wrap up on just, like, anxiety as a whole and, like, how we displace it. And there have been a lot of discussion on the private uh, Facebook group uh, recently and I, about anxiety and depression. And, and, I, and not just those two things, but when people are, like, having some rants and people are having some failed moments and yeah. things like that. There's a threat. I, I, I hadn't had a chance to look at the board uh, in a couple of days. And I went on. I was kind of catching up. And I was reading all these. Clearly, it's been a tough couple of days yeah. for us, everybody. Yeah. And I was reading it, and I thought, we have just got to give ourselves a break. Yeah. And, and, and that is, if the anxiety is too much, getting help for that. Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, telling yourself you are enough. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. people. Thank you for saying that. I, I exactly just was right. like, you yeah. guys are totally doing a good job. That doesn't mean that you can't be like, hey, that's something I'd like to change about my behavior. That's yeah. fine. Great. Yeah. You know, like I'm working really hard. I'm not carrying my fucking phone everywhere I go. You know good what I job. mean? Like, I, and, and I'm failing at it. And then other days I'm doing great at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I'm not going to sit there and say that I'm the worst fucking parent in the world because of it. Right. I, I'll just deal with it and work on it. Mm-hmm. So we have got to stop turning some of these smaller things like feeding our kid pizza every single night for a week into like, we're the worst mother or father in the world. Right. You're doing a good job. Yep. Anxiety is normal. And when you discover that what that maybe it's not normal, we get help. Okay? Yep. That's all. Yep. 
you guys are all doing a good job. Totally. Yeah. Hey, everybody, it's Barbara from the Lady to Lady podcast. And Brandy, also from the Lady to Lady podcast. What? Uh, we are going on a tour in the Pacific Northwest starting May 11th, and we're coming to a bunch of cities. Where are we going? We're going to Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, Salem, Oregon, Eureka, California, Oakland, California, Ventura, California, and stopping at the tour in Los Angeles at the UCB Sunset on May 23rd. Ooh, and I think, I just think you can get your tickets and info at ladytoladycomedy.com. You are correct, Barb. Wow, let's go get our tickets now and we'll see you out there. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. I would like to hear your genius. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Yeah, Jesse had randomly came down with appendicitis. You don't expect appendicitis to happen. It just happens. Definitely is a surprise. Um, (laughs) And I really kind of had to go with the flow. I encouraged him to go to urgent care. He went to urgent care and then ended up not coming home that night and like was just up texting me all through the night on his keeping me updated on his progress. So I would like sleep and wake up to a text and ask a question and write him back and then like go back to sleep a little bit and then hear back. And I was, it was fine. I got like a little bit of sleep, but I was also kind of like worried for him and just, you know, he had to move from urgent care to emergency room and I couldn't go be with him because I was home with the kids. It was the middle of the night, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, the next day his surgery just kept getting pushed back and pushed back because he was in emergency but then they had, like, people bleeding who, right. like, needed actual, like, yeah. immediately needed the OR. And so, like, he his just kind of kept getting pushed back a lot. And so I had to just, like, be there for him and come up with a plan for the kids. <laughs> but also I couldn't really figure out what my plan was going to be because I had no idea when he was actually going right. to go into surgery. And also I they didn't tell me when... He how long he'd be in the hospital. Right. Like they sort of said he'd probably get out the same day, but then he didn't end up going into surgery until like the evening. And yeah. so I was like, oh, he'll probably be here overnight, blah, blah, blah. And then thank God, like my friend, my amazing, wonderful friend came over and like stayed with Simon. Nice. And Oscar was asleep and she played with Simon for hours into the night um, and was there so that I could go check on Jesse. And thank God I did that because... It turned out they were discharging him. Oh, my God. Like, just mere hours. Like, it was like, it was like literally like two and a half hours after he came out of surgery. And they're like. Was he just supposed to drive himself home? Well, no. I mean, I was I was <laughs> no, there, but I thank mean, like, God. Yeah. But I don't know what I would have done yeah. if, I, if I got that call and, like, my friend hadn't already been. Yeah. You know, it was just. So, but anyways, the genius of this, we got him home. He's doing fine. The genius, I, wa- I think I'm going to say, was that. I had to totally go with the flow. Yep. 
I had to I had to make it all happen. And I couldn't see immediately how it was all going to happen, but I just knew that it was going to happen and it was going to be okay. And I would just like take it a step of a time, a step at a time and we would get there and ultimately it would be fine. And And it was. Good job. Thank you. That was a really good job. Thanks. Um. Stefan and I went on a day date and saw the Avengers. Cool. And then had a beer afterward. Ooh. It was good, guys. Good job. Yep. I'm calling with a genius moment, and I am rather proud of myself right now. I have four kids between the ages of six and three, and none of them wanted to eat dinner tonight. (laughs) So, since all of them were saying nonsense jokes like, knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Bananas yellow. (laughs) I decided that I was going to give them a charge for every joke that they said. For every joke, they had to take one bite of food, which solved the problem of them talking over each other. Everyone could be understood, and everyone ate their entire meal because they all wanted to tell me their jokes. (laughs) I am extremely proud of myself. And I just thought to tell you, I love your show. Have a great day. <laughs> That's Good so great. Job. Oh, I love it. Way to manipula- manipulate your children. <laughs> Good job. Failures. Fail me. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. A wonderful friend of mine <laughs> dropped off some chocolate chip muffins like a couple uh, about a week ago and Ooh, and uh, so they were there in the morning when I got up and I was like that looks pretty good I'm gonna have like a chocolate chip muffin well of course Simon wanted a chocolate chip muffin and I thought alright whatever it doesn't look like there's that many chocolate chips yeah. it's fine he can have the chocolate chip muffin for breakfast that's like hey, a one he's been drinking thing. coffee for two years <laughs> right <laughs> And so he sits down. Well, I realize, like, a few minutes later, he has just eaten the chocolate chips. Oh, yeah. He he's not eating the muffin at all. No. He's just eating the chocolate chips. Right. So, and then he's done. <laughs> he's he's eaten, like, the muffin is still totally intact, <laughs> but there's just some holes all right. over it. I'm like, okay, so you're, like, you're not going to eat any of the muffin? Yeah. No. No, thanks. <laughs> He's fine. So then I'm like, okay, great. You you just had chocolate chips for breakfast. And he doesn't want any other breakfast. He's Time fine. Time to go to he's school. All good. So then Oscar's sitting there. And Oscar wants, he's pointing at the muffin. Yes. He wants the muffin. Oh, mine, yeah. mine, 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 mine. Okay, I guess the chocolate chips aren't in there anymore. Yeah. So you can just finish the muffin. Right. Well, so I just give Oscar the muffin. <laughs> But as he's eating it, and I'm, go- I'm of course, like, making lunch for Simon for school and doing other stuff while yeah. Oscar's eating, I, c- I come back to him and notice, like, he's opened it up fully. And, I mean, it's, like, chock full of chocolate chips. It actually has it's a chocolate filled center. with chocolate. <laughs> I mean, literally filled with chocolate chips. And uh, so Simon missed out because there were a lot more chocolate oh, yeah. chips in there. And Oscar <laughs> is covered. I mean, he's covered. Yeah. He's like 18 months, okay? Yeah. It's not ideally the age no. you want to do chocolate for breakfast. Not for breakfast. You know, yeah. like a little here and there maybe, but yeah. like chocolate for breakfast. So basically I realized I gave each of my kids yep. cho- a pile of chocolate chips for breakfast. Good job, Teresa. Thank you. That <laughs> negates everything that comes before. Yep. Um. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine's food related. So Stefan says to me, uh, like two or three weeks ago, he'd really like to 
cook the Sunday night meal because we, before kids, he actually did most of the cooking. And he's really good. And we really enjoyed cooking. And he misses cooking. Uh-huh. It's always complicated things, all uh-huh. the stuff. And I'm like, go for it. Great. Do it. My fail is that. And I even say to him, I'm just don't even tell me what you're making. Just make the food. Because you don't want to like... Because you don't want to even be a though I've said it, about his food. even though okay. I've said that, yeah. All I do is go. He'll be, I'm like, oh, well, you're making this, you know, this Sunday, yeah. this, you know, this beef stir fry. That sounds great. Can you pick up some oranges? Oh, are there? Is there an orange component. sauce? Yeah, a component. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I want you to make, but, yeah, but the orange stuff will yeah. probably make me. Totally throw up. And I can't ever say it in a nice way. Or like, like another night, he'll be like, I'm going to make this. And I'll be like, have you started cooking? How much prep do you need? Yeah. It's six o'clock. I mean, yeah. I just. No. I, I am every guy I dated before yeah. Stefan, who's so generous in the kitchen. Yeah. And I like every guy I dated before that, I'd be like cooking. And they'd be like, they just come over like chop for me. Like what? I mean, they're always uh-huh. like super. Con- and I just was like. Oh, thank God I've been stepping. I can like, totally learn how to cook and do all. Now I've just become that jerk. Oh, Is there going to be sardines in it for real? Are you going to use that? What an asshole I am. So I just today I'm just failing as a partner. <laughs> well, this was my fail moment because um, I tried out those little squeezy packages of fruit for the first time, <laughs> and um, I I just thought, yeah, she's crying in the back of the car. Give her the squeezy package. So I give her the squeezy package, and she doesn't know what she's doing. She just starts squeezing it, and there's fruit flying everywhere all over the car seat, and I snatch it back from her. Mind you, I'm still driving. And so finally, I am now pulled over in the Target parking lot, cleaning up the fruit all over the car. And she's still in her car seat, so she's still crying. I, I'm not sure if you can hear her now, but this is definitely a very sad moment on me because I I thought she could handle the fruit squeezy pack. <laughs> and it's also a, fi- a fail on you guys because you recommended them so high. So thanks. Team Banana. Hey, hey, Team Banana. Yeah, I'll take the hit for that. Yeah, Teresa's taking that for that. But I do like that the first, look, your fail is introducing it in the car. Right. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. You want to see what your kid does with that first before you before you bring it into <laughs> oh, the car that is situation. The worst. Um, you know what? I will just say, just in case anybody else has had this problem, I I don't have this problem because my kids from birth. Are, no, my kids are insane. <laughs> like you put it in their mouth and they just slurp it. It's like a vacuum. It's gone. So it's actually pretty clean for us to have in the car. But I've heard of this yeah. problem, and somebody told me they make a little um like cap that you can attach onto the top that's like uh, rubber or silicone or something and it sort of makes it like a sippy cup where if they slurp out of it it'll come out but they have to actually like suck to get it out otherwise like if just squeezing it it's not going to like come dumping out everywhere so look for that oh that's it yeah look for that I will say that the other day Team Banana I gave Ellis a strawberry to eat in the back of the car and when I opened the car door up it looked like he had been murdered (laughs) he just had decided it was going to be a texture experiment that day and his legs like his hot days his shorts so his legs the entire like panel of the side of the car door and like places I don't understand how he was able to reach in his car seat smashed 
with rubbed in oh. strawberry. So, you suck. Yeah. We all suck. We all suck. Stop giving kids food in the car, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just let them scream. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. Okay. Today we are calling Kate Casey, author of a new book, You Know You're Pregnant When, Funny Quotes from Women Who Have Been There. (laughs) I wonder how many swears are also as part of the funny quotes. Uh, She's also the creator of the hilarious blog, Love and Knuckles, where she writes about pop culture, reality TV, and life as a mom. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. Um, So we're going to start off with what we ask all of our guests, and that is, who lives in your house? Uh, My husband, Dan, and my kids. I have Mia. She's five and a half. My son, Jack, is uh, three and a half. And my daughter, Hayes, is one and a half. And I'm pregnant with my fourth. And I don't have any pets. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) I I should say that. They really want a dog. And I have to say, late at night, I kind of... you know, let my mind go wander, you know, if I got them a dog. But I have friends that are, are like, listen, you're a lunatic if you get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the signal. Yeah, that like, you've lost your mind. My yeah. husband keeps saying, because I really want it. It's me who wants the dog. And Do you really? Hu- I want a big, rompy, stompy dog. And my husband's like, not until there's no one crawling in this house. <laughs> Do you understand? Well, yeah, all- yeah. I mean, that's that's the issue is like I pick up enough crap as yeah. it is. And yeah. then what I do is we borrow dogs from the neighborhood and mm-hmm. take them on walks. But I make my kids pick up the dog crap. Yeah. And, but I'm like a psycho mom. I'm like, oh, you like this? You like this? You like picking up someone else's poop? <laughs> well, if you want a dog, this is what it's like. Right. I, I sound like a lunatic. I mean, no. child protection services would definitely, you know, stop if they heard me. No, I think, like, I think you're right on it. The other thing about, the other thing about dogs, and I think cats are this way too, I've heard, but like, for some reason, like, once you feel like you have everything under control with your kids, like, they're sleeping through the night, whatever, your your dog is going to get up in the middle of the night and start barfing. Yeah, like, yeah, and you're yeah, gonna yeah. Be like, right. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. I forgot about you. You're also going <laughs> yeah. to do something to living creature. crazy. <laughs> or I'm just going to get pissed at some point, like, you know, the dog has to go to a vet appointment and yeah. it's like... You know what? I have mangled hands because I haven't seen a manicurist in right. 17 years, but I have to take you to a, a GD veterinary yeah, appointment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, let me tell you, as a person who had to take the cats in uh, many occasions with, like, the five-year-old and, at the time, the, like, newborn, where I'm, yeah. like, calling ahead being like, can you please come meet oh, yeah. me at the car to take the, the car. cats in because yeah. I cannot carry all these things in. And one of one of us is going to be screaming, and I can't promise you it won't be me during this whole process. Exactly. I could just see you with, like, yeah. a four of you yeah. going in with the damn dog. No way. you're going in, and the well, doctor's I like, what can I help you with? And you're like, why do I have a dog? <laughs> Exactly. And I should also point out that I, um, like, I'm psychotic about my house being clean. I have, like, basically white couches. Can I just, I'm sorry that I'm laughing at you, but you have already listed three children, five and under. And you have yes. just, you say you have white couches. So no, I'm a no, total lunatic. Something. I have a 
steam cleaner come at like every six weeks. They know they're like, "Hey, Kate, what's up?" <laughs> that is, I'm sick. That is that is actually hilarious to me. That well, is why I mean, like it's such like a good a way. Really I love that. Dog. No, Your I dog just get groomed. Like I know. No, I I am such a fan of like a parent who's just like no. <laughs> I want this well, white couch. Why. I'm having and, this white couch. <laughs> well, I, and I think that you will find if you meet anybody who has a similar um, aesthetic, it's that we probably grew up in homes which were covered in brown carpet and wall-to-wall wood paneling. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I can, cannot <laughs> like. live in a cave ever again. Right. I, so I'm like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to have curtains on our windows. Everyone's going to see you naked, but I don't care because if I have to live in a brown house, I'm going to go into a deep depression. So bear with okay, me. Fair yeah, enough. All right. Now, okay, this this is going to segue to a question that I was going to ask later, but it's just too good to not add. We talked earlier about anxiety on the show. <laughs> and I hear, I hear the, like, the setup you have happening in your house with the kids and the white couches. How relaxed are you? Um... <laughs> You know, it's weird. I have moments where I'm totally laid back. I'm not laid back with my own kids. Like, I, I realized lately that, you know, if a kid comes over to my house and they spill, like, juice on the uh, carpet, yeah. you would have no idea that I am about to have a mental breakdown. Because I remember I went to Sandy Hornberger's house as a kid, and I somehow, like, fell into the... That, like a coffee table and chip the corner of it mm-hmm. and she made me feel horrible uh, like you know my, my my mother's gonna charge you it's gonna cost seventy five thousand uh, dollars to replace this table so i just i would never want someone else to feel that way in my own house so right, you would have job. no idea but if my own kids <laughs> do something uh it's like you're gonna be murdered if you don't give me 20 minutes to decompress outside <laughs> so the, my, my only my anxiety is really having to do with like me maintaining the cleanliness mm. of the house like that's uh, the other thing is um you know i'm like most moms where i think my husband's just a little bit too uh loosey-goosey with stuff like he <laughs> thinks it's funny to put the one and a half year old on the counter and let her jump off into the counter into his arms and i'm just waiting for the moment where he realizes like this is not a good idea but, like, he seems to- totally oblivious to it. Well, okay, so, but, like, so we were talking in the anxiety discussion, like, I, I live already, my, like, my baseline is everybody's a walking head injury, right? Like, so that's, like, oh, yeah. that's my baseline. But I wonder, if, so you're one and a half year old, that's clearly number three child, right? I know that yeah. I, I, I myself may have gotten a little loosey-goosier after yeah, uh, second my second, one. with the yeah. second one. And I do wonder, because, like, if, Katie Bell, like, if Stefan was doing the, like, throw her up near the ceiling fan kind of thing, I'd be, who's my first, I'd be like, oh, what are you doing? You're gonna, I can't watch this. Stop it. Right? And then with number two, I'm more like, I'm just leaving the room. Yeah. <laughs> because because well, I can't I've watch it. it. So with number I've three, I've had a hard just, situation yeah. because my first two kids are, like, easy, breezy, nice people. They're like my husband. They believe in people. They care about the world. Yeah. The third one is more like me. Like, she would get into a knife fight with somebody in an alley. Like, she is no bullshit. So, she is much more aggressive. And so, uh, that's the one I have to worry about. Like, the the other ones, you know, are really nice. But the third one, yeah, she's, she's something else. So, so, she might actually try to jump off the countertop yeah. even if your husband isn't well, there. Well, she might. And the other thing is, I'm pregnant with my fourth and I just got my ultrasound and I... I, I'm not kidding you. You can go to my Twitter feed and see it. She gave me the middle finger in the ultrasound. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, she's like, screw this. I'm coming out. Get ready. Get ready. I am going to. Your white couches fuck are you, no Mom. match. Yeah, fuck you, lady. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm going to have to deal with. All right. Well, that sounds again super relaxing. Sound sounds so relaxing. super. Definitely super nice. get the dog. Get the dog. I think it's a great. That's time. the takeaway from today's show. All right, the book. <laughs> so I can't. I can't imagine what led to the book. <laughs> But maybe you could tell me how, with uh, the three children and no dog, you got her. At, I, I think I think the answer is it's a collection. <laughs> well, it actually started years ago. I had my first child and thought, um, you know, all this ridiculous stuff happens when you're pregnant, and I couldn't find a book that compiled all of it. So I started years ago, and just you know kept collecting them as they went and then this year um it finally came into fruition so uh you know obviously i'm thrilled with it i think that the funniest ones are actually from the husbands at Mm -hmm. the end of the book um because you know i'm so used to hearing other women complain about pregnancy Uh, that it's kind of funny to hear what the husbands say like you know what yeah you guys are lunatics um like my favorite was from my friend michael kimmel who's a playwright in new york city who said um, you know, your wife is pregnant when, you know, every sentence ends with, you know, I'm ruining my body for you, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally true. Or, you know, someone, some Steve Lunenfeld from uh, Baltimore, Maryland said, you know, your wife is pregnant when she is something about like she flips out when you come home and tell her you forgot to bring your wallet when she asked you to go out and get a blizzard. <laughs> like, that is something I would do. I would have a conniption fit if I wa- if I asked my husband to go get me tacos and he didn't come home with them. <laughs> I mean, it's just unreasonable, crazy stuff that happens, and that the only way you could explain it is you, you know you know you're pregnant when. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very it's a very funny collection of uh, I mean a very funny collection of quotes that uh, I, no one could ever possibly relate to anywhere in the sphere. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's, yeah. That's, well, okay. You're also on your blog, Love and Knuckles. You yeah. write about uh, things that have nothing to do with parenting a lot. Uh, you write about reality TV and celebrities. How did this come about, and how did you make the time to get to watch all of that delightful television? TV shows. I know. Well, uh, a couple of things. Year, I've always loved writing comedy. I used to you know, do, write, do show, not show write-ups, but like write about my dating life and nonsense like that. And my husband's best friend, Travis at the time said, you know, you really should write your, have your own website. So it was really his suggestion. Um, and then I, I started and I thought, well, you know, you got to write what you know. And what I know is pop culture. <laughs> I've worked in media for years and years and years, but doing more corporate PR, but when I moved to L.A., I mean, I always loved I, – I was, like, crazy about reading People magazine and Us Weekly. I, like, I just knew – I'm, like, a savant when it comes to useless information about celebrities. <laughs> so when I worked in a PR office in L.A. with an entertainment practice, they would actually come to me with questions. Like, can anyone remember the name of Kelsey Grammer's production company? And I'd, like, say it. Can anyone recall the name of the Need for TV movie Tori Spelling was in, in, you know, <laughs> 1990, Mother May I Sleep with Danger? Like, I have, I, I, I'm just an encyclopedia of useless information. So I thought this is something I can write about. But also, I've been a publicist, publicist for many years. So I found the conversations that I would have at dinner parties were 
sprinkled with like, well, can you explain to me why a celebrity would have a fake relationship for publicity? Right. So I would explain it. And then I thought, well, you know, this is something I should write about because it's really fascinating. And I think of myself sort of as like this like social anthropologist. And I feel like I'm the person that's giving you an inside look at what what the dynamics are in the entertainment industry and in the, in the entertainment business. And I like to also think of myself as your girlfriend who is consuming all the pop culture news <laughs> that you don't have the time to do so I can, like, give you a synopsis. You write about celebrities, and I wonder if you are more drawn towards celebrity parents, in particular celebrity moms, and if you think, in your experience, that celebrity moms just have a harder time. Like, I mean, like, I, I do they have a harder well, time I given think... the publicity that they have to? I mean, like, their stuff is so much. No, actually, the, the truth of the matter is there's, there's a, a monetization in celebrity babies right now. So there are so many, most of the, what people don't realize is that most of these celebrities, as much as they complain about their privacy, they're selling pictures of their kids for organizing, you know, uh, feature interviews where they get to talk about their kids because it's a new way for them to promote themselves. So you've got a movie coming out, you have a new sitcom, you, you know, your career's drying up. What are you going to do? It's like the next phase of Operation Keep Myself Famous is to talk about your children. Do you think that, do you, well, that sounds pretty jaded. Do you think, do you think that that's really? Well, they do. Well, I know, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, fact, but do you think that that's really the case for everything? Or do you yeah. think that we, we as people who are, you know, wrestling at the target with our screaming child wouldn't want to hear about, like, what a celebrity, like, what's going on in their life with their kid to find something to reach out to. I mean, we clearly want to Well, they to understand. It. Yeah, it's, you know, it's obviously we're both in bed together, but they know that in order to be a celebrity in our modern times, you have to expose yourself. There are very few celebrities that live a very private life where we have no idea what's going on in it. They, you'll see that if somebody has a movie coming out, all of a sudden you'll hear something about their children or their plans to have a baby. It's all really, um, it's motivated by fame and money. That's why, you know, you look at the Jonas brother, Kevin Jonas, or Kevin Jonas, he had his baby and he had, uh, he had an endorsement deal with Draft, the liquid detergent to, uh, for his, when his baby was born. So the first pictures didn't come out like on his Instagram from himself. It's, it was sponsored by Draft. <laughs> so now you can have baby with me. products. Say with me. I, I I'm not too. kidding you guys. It's, it's, it's like crazy. So, uh, you know, there are a handful of celebrities that, you know, who, you know, do want it to be private. But when you start getting into the B, C, D list crowd, you're going to find they're, you know, pimping out their kids for... More publicity and money and endorsement deals. That is so depressing to me. <laughs> I know. So this is the stuff that I make fun of all the time. I do. Kudos to being to having figured out what you enjoy doing and making that work while balancing uh, all these kids and another one on the way. Good job. That is, and good, Thank job, you. good job keeping your couches white. Um, oh. I would follow your Instagram. If you had an Instagram just on those white couches, I would follow <laughs> Just them. like a daily, how are the I couches? Would, yeah, doing how Instagram? are the couches check in? That's what I need to say. May I, 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 let me know if you do that because I would just eat that up. That would be my reality show. Like- 
Instagram, the Instagram world is like, look at my perfect life. I do on my blog, my Instagram, my Twitter. I always point out um, all the ways that I'm screwing up my kids and myself. I still just want to see those couches. I believe you're screwing <laughs> up your children. I, I just want to see the couches. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a picture. <laughs> well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link thank everybody you. up to the blog as well as to the new book. And uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. You make me sing la-la-la. You make a girl go Well, that was insightful. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Okay, I got to tell you, I always love the white couches. It really is going to become a thing for me. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. I like I like anybody who's like, nope, this is just, I'm going to keep this. Mm-hmm. I need this. I care about this. I care about it. I definitely have things like that in the house. Although, yeah. Like, Stefan's got his, like, leather chair that we bought, like, right after we had Katie Bell. And I was like, you're aware that every child yeah. forever is going to come over with sharp things in their pockets and sit in the chair. Yeah. And, like, drag their behinds across yeah. it and, like, jump Somebody's on it. Somebody's going to drag a pen across yeah, it. Yeah, a pen. Too. It's yeah. going to be written on. The fact yeah. that it has not been written on yeah. to date is so impressive. And he's like, I know. I want this chair. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's put it right in the middle of the den, yep. right in the family room. Let's do this. So, yeah. like, kudos to the white couch. The book is hilarious. Uh, I love that. And, again, so is the blog. Uh, so I will recommend everybody to go check that out. Um, what we need is a, what we need is to relieve the anxiety yeah. from children is a little anxiety palate cleanser. Great. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. This is a rant. I'm so sick of just babysitter issues keeping me from going to work. We have a lovely babysitter who loves my kids when she's here, but she keeps calling in sick. And I think I think she's legitimately sick. I, I do. But, man, it sucks. Like, I hate that today you started off fine. I was all dressed for work. And then, oh, I'm not going to work. I'm staying at home, scrambling, trying to find someone to stay with my kids. And it ruins my husband's day. And my days at work, we juggle and try to make it all work. And next week's my daughter's spring break. I was going to take a day off to go hang out with her and have more fun. But instead, I'm going to be making up today. And I'm using up my sick days and my vacation days to be with my kids at the last minute and scramble and have work get all screwed up instead of doing it because I'm home taking care of them when they're sick or, I don't know, doing something fun with them and going on, like, my little trip or even just going to a museum or something fun and simple like that. And it's so difficult. And I just wanted to go to work today and get the things done that I had to. And I look flaky. And the people I work with, my boss is understanding that, man, the other people I work with don't have kids. So this doesn't make any sense to them. It's so frustrating. And this keeps happening. And I don't know, you know, if you find a new babysitter, because health stuff, that seems crappy. But she doesn't. But this is like the second time this month this has happened. And the month's not over. And I only work part-time, so that's a lot. And uh, I don't know. Thank you. I love the show, and thanks for listening. So frustrating. Bye. You know, that that's sucks. a big one. Yeah. We need to do a show on, on babysitters yeah. in general. Uh, but that's like, again, talk about anxiety. Like, this is such a relatable thing, what you're going through. Totally. And it is 100% frustrating, and everybody's dealing with it on some level. And, you know, the solution, and I know exactly what you mean about, like, well, what do I do? Because yeah. you don't ever think about needing a backup babysitter till you need a backup babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's just it. Maybe you just have a second that there are plenty of sitters out there, 
you go find two that are like, I need, you're my yeah. in case of emergency sitter. Yeah. But even that's disruptive because you're like, is my baby going to like the sitter? Is my child going to like, yeah. 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 Get Hang- everyone up to speed on what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. You were doing a good job. Yes. Good job. Really good job. Teresa, what did we learn today? We've learned that we need to relax. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being told to fucking relax. I hate that. Or calm down. Calm down. Relax, biz. You need to relax. Fucking I hate that so yeah. much. Um, okay. We this ha- is real. I know that it's yeah. freaking you out and it's totally real. <laughs> yeah, just say Let's that. work on this together and figure it out. That's great. That is what we should be saying. We've learned that anxiety is a real thing. Yeah. And we've learned that uh, you're always going to have anxiety about your kids Mm -hmm. because you want them to be well and healthy. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And part of that is to protect them from hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and, And so that's normal. Okay. And there's anxiety about money and time and scheduling and partners and work. And like, I mean, all of that. You can't stop that. Mm-mm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you can learn to uh, better deal with it and cope with it. Yeah. And uh, if that's talking to a friend, if that's uh, addressing your anxiety when it comes up by saying, I know what you are, mm-hmm. anxiety, and I've got to figure out a way to deal with this. Uh, those are things to do. And if that anxiety becomes something that makes you sick, mm-hmm. that makes you not well, uh, then it's time to go and get some help. Yeah. And that's totally great. Totally. Help is amazing, guys. Yeah. Help is the best. And we all deserve fucking help. Yeah. Okay? Uh, so we've learned that. Um, I really liked I, what I was about to say was you were saying you started trying to look at, like, your worst-case scenario differently. Like, mm-hmm. I kept thinking, why are we, instead of being like, for me, shifting from death to, okay, broken arm. That's fine. That's yeah. doable. To learning to ride the bike. Yeah. To having an amazing exactly. time jumping off a stool and swinging yeah. from the branch. Yeah. Like, exactly. filling time in a yeah. youthful and exuberant way. Like, yeah. gaining confidence. Mm-hmm. That's okay to think about, too. Yeah. Um, Those are totally possible outcomes. <laughs> and, like, maybe probably even more, more likely yeah. than the other stuff. <laughs> Um, I also like the solution of as long as there's a parent still there and one doesn't have anxiety, get it. Go away. Yeah. Go away. I leave all the time now. (laughs) I am that. You know what? Looks like fun. Going inside. See you later. Yep. Um, Let me know when the impaling starts. (laughs) Uh, So uh, so we've learned that. Did we learn anything else? That seems like enough. I know what we learned. What? Once again, we have learned to give ourselves a fucking break. Mm-hmm. And remember, we're doing a good job. Yeah. We're not even doing a good enough job. Fuck good enough. What we're doing is flat out a good job. Yeah. So, And I, it's really hard. It's really difficult, yeah. guys. Yeah. I, it is. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay that things are difficult. Yeah. It's really okay, guys. You're doing a good job. All right? You know? Like, it, you really are. Yeah. So everybody, I, I, maybe maybe a little challenge for yourself mm-hmm. yeah. is, you know, 
when you're upset about something that you're doing or you're feeling bad about something that you're doing, again, valid, fair, totally. that's fine. Totally. Nothing wrong with you. Feeling, feeling like feeling shit. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Who doesn't do that? Yeah. Good job for feeling like shit, everybody. But when you're doing that, you got to say along with it, but I am doing really good at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like me yeah. and my phone. I'm having a really hard time putting my phone down for no reason. Yeah. And I know I'm not even looking at it. I'm just carrying it around like an asshole. Yeah. Not happy about that, but you know what? I am totally dealing with Ellis's yeah. no in a great way, and it's yeah. really fun. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, you can do both. Yep. So we can recognize our failures and our geniuses together. We should do a show about that <laughs> where we talk about fails and geniuses. That sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Great idea for a podcast. Yeah. All right, Teresa. Yes. You have had a shit show of a week, and yeah. you are doing a good job. Thank you. You're so welcome. are you, Biz. Thank you. That PTA does not even know what's coming this week at the Welcome Back, <laughs> whatever the fuck this week is at our school. Uh, so thank you. Everybody, you're nailing it. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.